What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by Hy-Vee and Toys and Ford. Dan Casper with you here as always. First things first, apologies. My voice is kind of going out, kind of hoping not going to be under the weather here. Got a game to go to on Sunday, Packers, Bears at Lambeau, but I do apologize if the voice kind of comes in and out here a little bit. With that being said, what do we got on the docket for this episode of the of the Man Cave Podcast? We're going to talk some more Packers-Bears, key matchups, keys to victory, all that good stuff that's coming up here in just a sec. We've got picks. Brandon and I are making picks for uh, every single game. Plus, we like to do this every year. We predict the playoff schedule, like TV schedule, uh, in those matchups. So we'll get to that. we got another top five plus. Brandon has wanted to do this one for a while. Uh, soups. Soups and stews. So kind of soup weather, kind of st- uh, stew weather. Little note, we had some issues with the microphones, so it kind of sounds like a little bit of an echo or kind of maybe sounds like we're off in the distance a little bit. You can still hear it, but you're definitely going to tell a difference. Want to give you a heads up on on that one. But we begin the podcast Packers and Bears. Can the Bears slow the roll of the Jordan Love era and uh, have to delay his first appearance into the postseason? We'll find out in just a couple days here, but let's uh, start to break it down and preview it. And key matchups, keys to victory, all that good stuff. We've kind of hinted at, or I shouldn't say hinted, we've kind of talked about uh, a little bit, you know, Bears defense yesterday. Looking at the last few weeks, they've been playing really well. Do you factor in who they've gone up against? Does that really matter at this point just because they're playing good, taking care of the competition that's that's out at hand for them? How, how do you view this thing? How, what's your predictions? All right. So just to kind of look at everything like we usually do on a normal football Friday, let's see how these teams have right or have kind of gone about their business throughout the season. All right. So Yesterday again, we we highlighted the last few weeks here uh, for how the how well the Bears have played. But overall, this season, offensively, in terms of yards per game, this Bears offense has been putting up three hundred and thirty one point four yards per game. Okay, three hundred and thirty one. That's about middle of the pack in the NFL. If if you want to break it down by passing. Then they're in, towards the bottom. They're just averaging about 186.2 yards per game through the air, which probably doesn't surprise a ton of people. Probably doesn't surprise a whole lot. However, what the Bears do really well is what? Run the football. And what's maybe the biggest concern that Packers fans have when it comes to their defense is... Stopping the run. And it all kind of goes down to Justin Fields. Now, when you look at this, when you're looking at the numbers in terms of rushing, Justin Fields still leads the Chicago Bears in rushing. 630 yards in 12 games. Remember, he missed some time there. 630 yards. Uh, if you're looking at the running backs, you got uh, Herbert there, 583 in 11 games, four men in nine games, 425. That's your top three leading rushers for uh, the Chicago Bears. 
it's Justin Fields, and and not to say to to ignore Herbert or anything like that because he can be pretty uh, pretty dangerous when when he is out there. Uh, just in this last couple of games here, in fact, he has rushed for over a hundred yards. So if you're Green Bay, you're Joe Barry, you're this defense. Prepare for number twenty four. When you're looking at the the last couple of weeks here. Going back to Christmas Eve against the Arizona Cardinals, the man carried the ball for 20 times. In the games previous to that, he had six carries, three carries, six carries. And then the last couple weeks, kind of exploding. And he's been averaging, well, in that Arizona game, 5.6 yards per carry. And then against Atlanta, 6.9 yards per carry. Against Atlanta, the dude ran for 124 yards rushing. So... Yeah, Justin Fields, you have to prepare for him and prepare for his legs and scrambling. But do not forget about Herbert back there, number 24, because he has been on a tear in the last couple of weeks here. Okay? Number 24, prepare for him. That's that's what makes this rushing attack for Chicago even more dangerous. If I'm Luke Getze, the former Packers assistant coach, I'm looking for ways to really establish this run, utilizing both my quarterback and my running back. And when you look at how the Packers' defense, Packers' run defense has played throughout this season, you're probably feeling confident that you're going to be able to run the ball, that you're going to be able to run it, and then maybe even take some shots down the field to your receiver, D.J. Moore, who has racked up over 13. 1,500 receiving yards this year. Easily the number one target. Yeah, Cole Komet, the tight end, in there as well. Second leading receiver on the team. But I have to imagine the Bears really want to establish the running game, both with Fields and Herbert, but also taking some shots down the field with DJ Moore. It is going to be imperative, crucial, very important for this Packers defense to play sound, fundamental football. Knowing their assignments, the whole communication issue thing that we were talking about a few weeks ago can't happen. Cannot happen in this game. Bears may be a little inconsistent on the offensive side, but They've got some weapons that can exploit this Packers defense. Some of the strengths on this Bears offense goes up against some of the weaknesses on this Packers defense. So, setting the edge. Not over-pursuing against Justin Fields. Not over-pursuing where it's a delayed handoff and then you've got the edge that's completely wide open. Winning up front, collapsing the pocket. That is going to be very important for this Packers defense. Do you have the confidence they can? That's where I... Having Jair back for this game is is big, going up against DJ Moore. But I also feel like that maybe, no pun intended when I say this too, maybe little chip on his shoulder. Something to prove. 
We we heard from him the other day. To me, he sounds like a guy who's humbled, who's maybe a little bit focused and such. But I expect 23 to go out there and have a game. If if I'm the Packers, I am I I go to 23 and be like, all right, you're back. We need you. We need you in a big way. You need to take out DJ Moore. You got to shut him down. This is why you are the highest paid corner in the league. Take out their top wide receiver. Give him that responsibility. That way, you can maybe focus a little bit more having a quarterback spy or keeping everything up in the in the front seven. Empower Jair in this game. See if he can bounce back after missing last week, after missing an opportunity to go up against Justin Jefferson. Let him utilize that going up against DJ Moore. Offensively, when in uh, just to, to re- points per game too, because I know I missed that, uh, Chicago 21.9. Comparing it to Green Bay, Green Bay's got 22.9. So defensively, though, this is what we've been talking about lately. Last, you know, half, or I should say, yeah, last quarter of the season. Chicago's defense has been playing really well. And I know there's other points to that too. Well, look at the competition. Well, throughout uh, the entire season, Chicago is gee, a little about halfway in terms of rankings and in, in total yards given up per game. Uh, all season long, they've been given up. 317.4 yards per game. Comparing it to Green Bay, who is at uh, 344. All right. When you break it down in terms of uh, passing attack, Chicago through the air, 233.4. Rushing, it's been hard. It has been very difficult to run the football on Chicago all season long. 84 yards per game. Number one in the league. Number one, and this is coming off of Aaron Jones the last couple weeks here where he's rushed the ball for over 100 yards. Having Aaron Jones in this game is going to be a big boost for this running attack, especially with A.J. Dillon dealing with that thumb stinger that he suffered, or thumb injury and then a stinger that he suffered in the previous game. I, you know, It's going to be tough to, to run that football. I would expect Matt LaFleur in this offense to maybe employ a lot more misdirection, Jaden Reed in motion, some other receivers, trying to confuse this Bears defense, maybe trying to, you know, you have that misdirection, so you have a defender for for the Bears having to, oh, can't go that way, got to keep my eye on that guy just because he's moving that way. Boom, run the ball on the other side. That split second can make the difference between a couple, a few yards over there. I would expect that to happen in this game. I just hope that Green Bay doesn't get into the situation where they completely abandon the run. I think they have to stick with it. They have to keep it going, but they got to try to find ways to have successful runs too. Just running the football to run the football and you're only gaining a yard or... You're, you're gaining negative yards. That's when Green Bay's offense gets into real trouble is when they have negative plays, negative running plays or penalties. 
So staying with the running game, but finding ways to be successful in running the football. And that starts up front again with the offensive line. Can they create those holes? Can the offense schematically come up with ways to be a little creative and and maybe just open up a little bit of a split-second hole here or there just to gain a couple more yards? That could be a difference. That could be key. I look at a guy maybe like Jaden Reed being a pivotal player on this offense because of that misdirection. As we know it, you know, Green Bay, um, not good at stopping the run. As we talked about with with Chicago running the football, Green Bay, uh, fifth worst in the league, 131.6. In terms of points given up defensively, Green Bay, 21.3. Chicago, 22.6. Having Christian Watson back, which... He practiced again yesterday for the Packers. I think is going to be a nice boost with this. You know, I'm I'm not expecting him to jump in and just explode and, you know, kind of pick up where he left off. But having his skill set, having his ability to take the top off the defense, maybe be a little bit of a decoy-ish, but having his having him on the field and what he can kind of draw that attention from that defense I think opens up quite a bit in the in the passing game for for Green Bay. It opens up things for you know tight end up the seam, some crossing routes over the middle. Having him back and having really the the wide receivers, we may even have Luke Musgrave back for for this game. So, I mean, we're in the week 18, the final game for a spot to to go into the postseason here. Jordan Love might have all of his weapons available to him. He might, and you got Tucker Kraft who's playing well, who took major advantage of, you know, Musgrave missing time. Tucker Kraft took that and ran with it. Now you've got a two tight end scenario here that you can really expose on some defenses. You've got potentially your entire receiving core that's going to be ready to go in this game with Watson coming back, Dontavian who missed last week's game. You throw in Jaden Reed. Romeo's there, just Mr. Consistent. Then I guess you got to throw Bo Melton into the conversation as well. Malik Heath. Aaron Jones. Legs look fresh. I know he's a little bit banged up. That knee's still kind of bothering him, but he looks good. He looks fresh. Offensive line playing a little bit better, especially in the pass protection on the left side. I think it's going to be really important for for Green Bay's offense to start off hot. And mentioned it yesterday, but I, I think it's going to be key for this game. Staying a step ahead. Staying a step ahead like in the play calls from from Matt LaFleur or or Love ahead of the Bears defense and Matt Eberflus. It just felt like they were a step ahead in in some of these games when their offense was just humming, when their offense looked really good. It felt like their offense was, you know, like or the opposing defenses were playing a little catch-up. Felt like that against Minnesota where Brian Flores was kind of scrambling. 
Like, okay, go do this. But Matt LaFleur and Jordan Love were one step above. Kansas City, same thing. One step above. Detroit at Thanksgiving, one step above. That sort of thing. It just felt like they were there. And I think Green Bay has to do that in this game against Chicago. Don't let Chicago's defense start to gain some momentum, start to gain some positivity, and start to gain that confidence and and having success. Right? So I I think Green Bay could do it. I think they could do it, but I think they got to start this game fast. The Bears have been one of the best in the last few weeks here in terms of taking the ball away. Takeaways. Interceptions. All right, their last uh, was it since week 11 or so, number one in takeaways. One of the best in the entire league. Let me, let me see how they rack up. Can I break it down? Oh, my computer just froze up again. Because why not? Here we go. Uh, so in terms of interceptions right now, Bears are number one in the entire league. So not only have they been really good in the last few weeks here, they've been they're number one in the entire league with 22 interceptions. 22 interceptions. Jordan Love has been the best since week 11 in not throwing interceptions. He's only thrown one. That needs to continue. I really believe the team that wins this turnover battle, and you can say this happens for almost every game, and, and you'd be right. You look at a lot of the results in these games, more times than not, the team that wins a turnover battle is a team that wins. Once in a while you have the outliers, but I think this is going to be incredibly important in this game. If the Packers' defense could force some turnovers, if they could rattle fields a little bit, we've seen it. We saw it in week one. We've seen it throughout his career. He can throw some picks. Can be a little turnover prone. They can rattle him, get those extra possessions for their offense while also taking care of the football themselves on the offensive side of things. That to me is going to be incredibly, incredibly important in the outcome of this game. Jordan Love needs to continue to take care of the football. And that Packers defense needs to find some ways to get some turnovers. Now, against the Vikings, the Packers defense had 13 different guys generate at least a pressure against the uh, either Nick Mullins or whoever the heck was playing quarterback back there. 13 different guys. 50% of the time, that 50% of the time, the Vikings were were under pressure. Vikings quarterbacks were under pressure. Very similar to how the Packers played against Jared Goff on, on that Thanksgiving Day game. Now, will the Packers try to employ a similar style of, of defense? I don't know. That, that to me is going to be something because you do have to factor in Justin Fields' ability to scramble. You do have to factor in his ability to extend the plays. If you are going to pressure that much, and if you are going to 
I don't you know blitz or whatever phrase you want to use out there. You have got to be very poised. You got to be disciplined in your pressures and your blitzes. Because as we said a little bit earlier at the beginning of the hour, if you over pursue, if you don't set that edge, fields can exploit it, collapsing that pocket. I think a lot of this, too, I want to see the big boys up front, the Kenny Clarks, the Slaytons, the Wyatts. I want to see those guys generating some pressure up front and pushing the interior offensive linemen into Justin Fields' lap. I want to see that. So Justin has to maybe get off his blocks a little bit. And I think that would help guys out like Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith over there. But I think Quay Walker's got to be a a big key part in this overall defense. He's got to be a key part in helping contain Justin Fields in this game. And maybe even Herbert. Number seven's got to be incredibly active around the field. And I think those safeties, too, whether it's Owens, whether it's Savage, Rudy Ford, Anthony Johnson Jr., especially when it comes into trying to slow down Cole Komet, the Bears' tight end. The defense just has to play sound, fundamental football. So when I look at some key players in this thing, we could pick a bunch. We could pick a bunch of different players and be like, that's the main dude. And all of us would probably be right because we can make a case for that. When I look at it, it, it's it's hard for me to just pick one because I think it's got to be a total team effort in this thing. You know, I mentioned a couple of them. I think, you know, you've got to empower Jair. You've got to say, all right, you were out last week. You missed out on Jefferson this year. Go take some of that frustration out and use that and shut down DJ Moore so we can utilize the other 10 guys on this defense. Just mentioned Quay Walker. I think those defensive linemen are going to be big. Edge rushers are going to be big in terms of just, you know, not allowing or not over pursuing and not setting the edge. Offensively, Jordan Love taking care of the football. Can Aaron Jones get going in this game? Are they going to be able to run the football? There's so many, so many key players that I don't think I could just narrow it down to just a couple in this one. Because I think it's going to have to be a team effort. Now, it almost sounds like I'm saying this is going to be an insurmountable task at hand for for Green Bay. And and it's not. It's not. It's just this is you, you got your division rival who's playing some good football right now. Who are probably a little bit more motivated coming into Lambeau to stop the Packers from going into the postseason. They remember week one. They, you know, they were, maybe it was more to the fans, but, you know, hey, finally, we don't have to deal with Rodgers anymore. And then week one, what do they do? Jordan Love goes in there and beats him. Matt LaFleur is undefeated, 9-0 and against him. You got their former quarterback, Rodgers, saying this is the Bears' Super Bowl. Maybe it is. So you got an incredibly motivated, motivated Chicago team coming into town. Lambeau Field, 
not to diss or anything, but that's that's not going to really intimidate the Bears initially. That's why if you're going to the game, I'll be going to the game, and hopefully I'll have my voice. If you're a Packers fan, you got to get loud. You got to make that a home field advantage over there. All right, you got to get loud. You got to get really loud when that Bears offense is out there. No wave when the Packers are on offense. Please, for the love of all that is great, no wave when that Packers offense is out there. But somehow you got to make that a home field advantage at Lambeau. Make things incredibly difficult on Justin Fields in that offense. Make it very hard. Utilize any advantage that you can. All right? Joel Berry, end your Packers tenure with a fantastic performance and getting helping get your team into into the postseason. All right. Don't think a game, I don't think a couple games are going to save his job. But end it on a good note, whenever that's going to be. All right, let's take a quick break, and we've got that top five plus, then picks after these quick words. Prepare for the holidays with your local holiday headquarters, Hy-Vee in Eau Claire. Whether you're looking to prepare for a big holiday feast or looking to grab some party platters, Hy-Vee in Eau Claire has everything you need to make your holiday get-togethers extra special this year. And remember, Hy-Vee in Eau Claire is your headquarters for all of your catering needs for those work Christmas parties. From a wide selection in their meat department, bakery goods as far as the eye can see, and a massive wine and spirits department, Hy-Vee has something for everyone. Plus, get some Christmas shopping done with their new toy aisles and sports shop. Get ready for the holidays with Hy-Vee. All right, we're back, and it's time for another Top 5 Plus with Mr. Brandon Berg here. Coming up after this, we'll get to our picks, by the way, Brandon, too. Brandon, not, uh, not only did Brandon and I make our, our picks for, for football this weekend, but we also predicted when the playoff schedule or what this playoff schedule would be like. We'll explain why we did that coming up in that segment. But it's another Top 5 Plus here, and it's one that Brandon has been – begging me, wanting me to do for months and months, and finally now maybe kind of starting to get a little colder. It might be the right time. Like, this is one you have to do at a certain time of the year. Yep. Your top five soups. Yes. Let's <laughs> soup it up here. Uh, we're also combining stews. I know some people will say it's too different. Yeah, but we wanted but, to make sure we get them involved. Because right. I'm going to be honest, I couldn't go with top five stews. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, do you, without further ado, do you have any honorable mentions? I have got I've got one. Me too. Okay. My honorable mention: beef vegetable. Okay. That's a good. I mean, that's a good hearty winter soup. 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 You get your meat. You get your obviously your vegetable. Like Mm -hmm. that's that's something you could I could see eating on like a cold night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, beef vegetable. I've got one, but I'll, I'll this one is not my honorable mention. But I'll say this: there's one that I've wanted to try for a long time. I just I haven't, and I think it's because I want to try an authentic version of it. And not out of a can or anything. Gumbo. I have, rec- I, I, I have an off-air recommendation for you. Perfect. Um, because I want to try an authentic or a homemade one. I'm a big Cajun fan. love Cajun food. I have not tried it. Um, or jambalaya or anything like that. I would. I want to try that, but not frozen, not in a can or something like that. So right. Been, it needs to be authentic. Exactly. So. Like you're, you're, if you're having a, a Wisconsin fish fry, you're having a legit fish fry. You're not having, you know, out of a box. Right. Exactly. So I'll throw that out there. That's not my honorable mention. That's my, I just want to make that note. Uh, this one is my only canned one. This is my only, the other ones are all homemade. 
my top five. I th I have an idea what this might be, but so this one's my only canned one here. I will say it's more of a nostalgia feel. Sirloin burger candles. Okay. And I'll tell you why. I don't usually have any more, but it was my when you know it's when you're young and you go hunting and like do rifle hunting, you'd have we'd always have like some cans of soups and put it next to the fire and make it. That was always my go-to because I was a very picky eater as a kid, and it started off with steak and potato from Campbell's. That's the one I would have. Until one day, Brandon, when I was sitting next to that fire, okay? I was sitting next to that fire and, you know, get my soup and on my spoon a big old mushroom is on there and I can't oh. stand mushrooms. So that ruined it for me. So then I moved to sirloin burger. And that was like the soup as when I was a kid out of a can, so... That's my okay. honorable mention. Okay. So. Was well, that what I was thinking of? What were you thinking of? It's on my top five, folks. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Number five, Brandon. Number five for me is gumbo. <laughs> is it really? It nice? is. It is. He like said, I, "I, as I've gotten older, I've grown to appreciate like spicier foods more." Yeah. Um, and yeah, gumbo. Like I said, we'll we'll talk off air, but mm -hmm. you know, just a pretty much you know, it's like a Cajun soup stew kind of a thing, but. I definitely want to try one. I've yes. wanted to for a long yep. time. I've I've had some, you know, and I'm nervous to try it in a can because I don't want to like set the bar like, oh, I'm never trying this again. Right, sort of right. Thing. It's and so. this was like a this was from places that would be like reputable. Like I would trust you and say, hey, go here for this. Okay. kind of a thing. Like yeah, this isn't. I'm buying it out now. Of I've seen it like recipes. I've looked up recipes where you could put whether sausage or crawfish. Or yeah, there's different meats you can there. add in there. Yep. Do, do you have a preference or not really? Or I like andouille sausage, okay. which is yep. obviously a very Cajun yep. meat. Yep. But yes, I would do that. I mean, okay. I, I don't know if I've had much in the way of like crawfish. I like crawfish. Okay. And I like shrimp too, so that's where okay, I, we, I'm, I'm with the like more meat the better, maybe in there. You know. Can't argue with that. Because they make chicken gumbo too, don't they? They throw I'm a little sure. chicken in there I'm sure. too. So. Uh, my number five, then. My number five is my grandma's homemade pea soup. I am a big pea soup fan. It's always usually around spring when grandma makes a pot, especially after the Easter ham leftovers. So pea soup, got the ham, got the potatoes in there. I love a good homemade pea soup, and it's my grandma's pea soup. I look forward to it every spring. I appreciate that you are specifying, like, not only a certain type, but it has to be made by a certain person because that will come up on mine. Oh, my final four are that way, too. So, nice. Yeah, that's I've, got a, I've got a couple. Okay. Right. Number four. My number four was the one that I thought you might have been referring to, as your honorable mentioned, because I'm not sure if I've ever heard of anyone making this homemade. Maybe that's just because I don't know anyone that does. Tomato. Okay. I like, like, a good tomato soup. Like, there was a few weeks ago that I was a little bit under the weather for, like, a weekend. Yeah. And the tomato soup just hit the spot. Like, and this can be, for me, this can be canned. That's fine. Yep. Um, but, like, and obviously a lot of people will go with grilled cheese. But yep. in this case, I didn't just because I wasn't feeling great. But, like, a good tomato soup, you, just, you get a little, you get some crackers in there. Maybe a little salt and pepper in there if you, if you feel. But I I enjoy me some tomato soup. I, and I don't even like, I don't like tomatoes. Like, I won't just eat a tomato. I'm the same way. I, you know, I'll have one that's not like a burger or something. But I yeah. love tomato soup. Um, <clears throat> so, no, that was not on my list. And I used to be, I went ways with tomato soup. Like, I remember as a kid, I had, then when I got older, no. Uh, I remember, you know, school lunch was grilled cheese and tomato soup. I was not a tomato soup guy. Now I now I can. Um, I don't mind it. You know, yeah, I, once in a while, I'll, I'll have that. That actually kind of sounds good today because I got a little something going on. I'm yeah, you need to get ready for so. Sunday. Yeah. 
I did, but soon, for whatever reason, I just thought of another one that I missed on my honorable mention, so I'm just going to throw it out there. Lobster bisque. I'm a big lobster bisque fan. Love lobster bisque. Don't know why that just popped in my head when you're talking about tomatoes. Probably because of the creamy, you know, yeah. sort of stuff. Why are you laughing at that? There was something that popped in my head about lobster bisque. I'm just trying to figure out what it was. Oh. Like it was from a TV show or something. There is some. But Seinfeld. Yeah. yeah, oh, that's. Elaine. Yeah. You know, when they say. Well, the soup, we, the, the, yeah, the. Well, yeah. The, yeah uh, well, yeah, the, uh, the soup, but Elaine also talked about, there was a, she was on a date, and I think Jerry asked, you know, well, you missed out, or yada yada, over the best part. She's like, no, I, I mentioned the bisque, you know, sort of. Okay, thing. that's, yeah. What was the bisque from the, from the soup Nazi, though? Was it, was it crab or lobster? It was something. I think like it was crab bisque. Crab bisque, yep. yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, because that's when, he, that's when George doesn't get the bread. Yes, yep. Just, so. just let it go. Yep. <laughs> Uh, okay, four. Are we on four? I lost. We are on four. That we're on four. Yeah, my four was tomato. So my number four is my wife's beef stew. I think you would appreciate this one. So it's actually got like a tomato base, paste sort of base. It's got steak. It's got potatoes. It's got carrots, but it's got a kick. It's got a little bit of a kick to it. Interesting. It's very good. Uh, she found this a few years ago. She makes it, you know, once a year and such. But it's her beef stew, and it's it's a thicker stew, but it's got like a tomato paste with it, and it's got a little bit of a kick, got a little bit of a kick to it. Um, so, and I would just say this is not the last beef stew on my list. Okay, I like so, that you're you're, yeah. you're a beef stew man. Yep. Oh, oh yeah. So that one is number four. Okay. My number three, spicy beer cheese soup. You ever had it? Yep. I've, 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 I've had it at certain establishments. I've also, a friend of mine's wife makes really good spicy beer cheese soup, mm-hmm. but it's something I've appreciated. You know, you can, you, know, you can spice up the sausage if you want. You can just have the spice within like the actual you know, soupy mm-hmm. liquid part of it as well, but hits the spot at the right time. Yep. That's a, that's a good one. I don't know the last time. It's been a bit, it's been a bit for me, but I, I've, it's been great every time I've had it. You can utilize it as, like a dip, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you, you can. A dip. Uh, my number three, my own chili. Uh, I threw my own chili on there. I like a little kick on there. Um, I just, you know, we, we'll have it a couple times a year. We've already had it. Probably going to have it again here. Throw some beer in there. Throw some, uh, you know, obviously hamburger. A bunch of different style beans. I got black beans. I got the red beans. I got the kidney beans. I got uh, all that stuff on there. So my chili is my number Three on there. I still actually I got a couple packs still frozen in the freezer. From the hey, you need run. to up your game so you can get your own chili to be number one on your own list. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But there's two other ones I would okay. put it above it. So my number two, and I didn't necessarily specify on this, but I guess I could. I want chicken noodle because I just like. I mean, put on like chicken noodle soup. Mm-hmm. Like I've had homemade people that made homemade. Like I don't. I'm not necessarily like it has to be homemade because I can find the right ones in a can. I would prefer it homemade, but. I would just say in general, chicken noodle soup. I mean, when you're when you're maybe feeling a little bit under the weather, I mean, come on, what's better? My number two <clears throat> to feed off that is my wife's chicken noodle soup. Hey! So, you want to try something that's amazing. She actually takes a whole chicken, debones it, cooks the whole chicken, and then takes it apart. That's the chicken and the chicken noodle. It's not canned chicken or anything like that. It takes a full-on chicken. The broth is like something amazing. She could put that in a Gatorade bottle, and I drink that as an energy drink for crying out loud. Not cheap noodles, Amish noodles. She puts in there. 
celery, carrots in there too. It's amazing. That that is something I look forward to every year, every soup season out there as this chair's breaking over there. I um, broke this chair. <clears throat> my wife's chicken noodle soup, easily number two. It easily could be number one, but I'll explain what my number one is. Next time we have it, I might have to invite you over to try it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I at this point, like, my because my number one is a is a homemade one. It's not mine because I can't yeah. make soups. <laughs> but my number one is my mom or my dad's chili. It's the same recipe. Okay. There it is. I mean, I've obviously been eating it all my life. Love it. Like. It's not spicy because I don't think they neither of them are really spicy food people, but I mean I can always just add some, you know, some kick to it myself if I want to, but just right. I could eat it all the time. Alright. It's like they're like they both make lasagna too, it's kind of the same thing, and then I could just eat it all the time. Interesting. I, yeah, I, but they're the yeah, I the that chili, like especially now, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe even in a month if there's, you know, snow on the ground and stuff like that, like yep. I could just devour that and just keep going. My number one is uh, my number one is again. It's it's homemade, like all my top fives. A little nostalgia to it. I only have it once a year, and it's around hunting season. My grandma's venison stew. Oh, that sounds good. My grandma's venison stew, deer meat, potatoes, all that stuff in there. It's thick. I look for it. We we've had it every Friday before the opener. You got the leftovers. I'll eat that thing all weekend. Quick story. One time when she made it, when I was in middle school. Okay. I wasn't a kid that brought my own lunch. I always ate at school. Same. The one time, one time I did, I brought soup to school, and it was Grandma's venison stew. And that soup container thing. Like the one that's grew up top? Yes. Yes. The one time I did that was because of my Grandma's venison stew in middle school. Love that. Love it. Love it. Love it. It's my favorite, and I look forward to it every single year, and I only get it once. Glad to hear you were a hot lunch kid. Yeah. Same. Yep. Same. I was a hot one. I mean, once in a while, you know, but I honestly probably could count on my hand how many times right. I brought it. Nope. Brought it Same. Lunch. But the one time I did, because I wanted to bring it, because I love it. Side so note, much. we can make this quick. What was, like, the best thing Medford made for food? I don't think this is enough for a top five. So uh, that's why I'm just asking this now. So this I will is. say this. We are the home of Tombstone Pizza. But there were times we did not have Tombstone Pizza, and I was not a fan of the homemade pizza. But so I won't count the tombstone pizza one because that's the Italian dunkers. Come on, that's did you guys have that? That's literally a did. bun with cheese melted on it. Right, and but, I've heard other I've heard other people from other schools say something similar. Yeah. What did they do, or what was my favorite? What was your favorite that they like? I was always big on chicken patty day. I always liked the burgers. Yeah. Um, when we got high school, we actually had. Like three different options. Right, same. Like so we, like, yeah, we had like a quick line where you could get like a burger every day if you wanted to, oh, and then oh. I, I quickly, you know. Yeah, we had the quick line, which was like a club sandwich. Yeah, like a burger, or like a like for us it was like a burger, oh, which okay. I quickly, you know, yeah. it's fine when it's once every couple of weeks, but once you're eating yeah. it every day, you kind of have your fill. Yeah, so that was like our quick. Then we had a normal one. Then we had like on Mondays it was something. Tuesdays it was taco bar. Fridays was salad bar. Thursdays was pasta. One day was baked, like loaded potato, mm-hmm. baked potato one, which they had nacho cheese on that thing too. So that was pretty darn good over there. Um, I'm trying to, I mean, everybody had like the mashed potatoes and that turkey gravy thing over it, right? That sort of thing. I'd pro- Honestly, I'd probably go chicken patty or nuggets or burger. As a kid, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely gorged myself on those as much as I could. 
Because I was a very picky eater when it came to spaghetti. I will say, my middle school had the perfect spaghetti sauce. I don't like chunks. Okay. I like it smooth and nothing in there. Okay. So I would put that in there. What about you? The there's to me there's one that stands above and beyond for Thorpe and for the Thorpe for the for the elementary the middle school. I mean, I was, mm -hmm. there's probably, there's a there's Catholic school at Thorpe and I went to public school. Stromboli. Ooh. Thorpe knocked it out. Fancy man. Thorpe knocked it out of the park with the Stromboli. It's still the best Stromboli I've had in my life, and I can't say I've had too much in more recent years. Yeah. But that was one of those where like when it was Stromboli day, I was. Doing cartwheels. Wow. I was doing Creed Bratton perfect cartwheels for the Thorpe. I will Scramble. criticize uh, the mac and cheese was not good at ours. No. I could feel it. I remember one time I I had the uh, pasta bar. It was, must have been like a Thursday. And then I had to run a mile after that. I was not doing well. I was not doing well after that. Oof. So, yeah. Although I will say, that what's I was a big fan of their salad bars. And then uh, the baked potato loaded one. Well, salad bar just in general is something as I've gotten older. Last week, went to with some friends. Totally dominated salad bar. Like I love I, salad bars. Yeah, like, love them. I remember when I was a kid, like I'd go out to eat with my parents. Like, I would order, you know, chicken or fish or whatever. Like, oh, you want to, you know, either you got salad bar or a salad came with, and I would just say no because I'm not going to eat it, so I don't want to waste it. But now I'm just like, come yeah. on, gotta get yourself salad. Hell, I remember when Wendy's used to have the salad bars. I'd go up there. What went wrong? Dave Thomas, what went wrong? The one in Chippewa. It used to be the one in Chippewa. We'd go there when I was a kid, and I'd be like, Talbot, because they'd have, like, tacos and everything on there. Oh, yeah. That was at one, at one time, the... Ponderosa's still the best. <laughs> at one time, the, like, the value menu for Wendy's was unsurpassed. Mm -hmm. Like, it was the best you could get of any fast food place. Yep. Like, yep. especially when you're in college. Oh, ho, 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 boy, howdy. Yeah, no doubt. I totally agree. All right, dude. Uh, good stuff. We're going to take a quick break, and we got picks coming up. Ready to do that? I am. All right. We'll be back after these quick words. Winter is here in the Chippewa Valley, which means it's even more important to make sure you have a good vehicle to hit the winter roads of Wisconsin. Need that vehicle for this winter season? Look no further than Toys and Ford in Chippewa Falls. Whether it's a car, truck, or SUV from their new or used inventory, Toys and Ford has the vehicle you're looking for. Making sure you have a good, proper working vehicle is incredibly important this winter season, and Toys and Ford knows that. Just give them a visit today at 1000 Chippewa Crossing Boulevard and visit toysandford.com. So, let's do it. I'm going to go a little bit of a different order here because I got the playoff machine up. That way I can keep track of how our things go. So I'm not using our Pro Football Pick'em Challenge list because mm -hmm. it's, otherwise it's going to be too hard for me to do that. So yep. let's start. Steelers, Ravens, who do you got, Brandon? I'm going to take Baltimore, Okay. even with no Lamar. Well, you got a Pro Bowler, Tyler Huntley. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's at Baltimore, too. You know what? I'm going to go Steelers. I'll go Steelers in this thing. I don't know why. They got that running game going right now for, for Pittsburgh. So I'll go I'll go to the Steelers. A, maybe the second best game of the weekend or one of the better ones. Texans-Colts at Indy. Saturday night. With? I'm going to go with Houston. I am going to go with Houston as well, Brandon. So... We got Tampa Bay versus Carolina, then. I will take Tampa. Obviously, yeah. a lot for them to play for. Yep. Uh, then we both here. Browns at the Bengals. I'm going to go Bengals. 
Ooh, okay. Because Flacco's rest- not playing. Flacco's not playing. I'm, I'm, Think I'm, about that. They're resting Flacco for the postseason. Who does, imagine that <laughs> saying that three months ago. The Browns are resting Joe Flacco for the postseason. Yep, exactly. And I know I was reading something on uh, – or I saw it might have been another radio host just blasting the Jets and Aaron Rodgers again because they didn't bring Flacco in back to the, to the Jets because there was that talk that Rodgers didn't want Flacco in the quarterback room. They're like an ego thing. Like, boy, wow, okay. I also believe Flack, it, that's a shout-out to Kevin Stefanski, though, in the offensive. Right. You yep. know. I think he's a good fit for what they do. Yep. Um, with that being said, I'll go Bengals, too. Uh, I'll, I'll go Bengals in this one, too. Minnesota at Detroit. I will take Detroit. Okay. Uh, Detroit still has something to play for. Right. So I'll go Detroit, too. Jets at the Patriots, and then I'll ask you the follow-up question to to this game. I will take the Jets. I'm going to take the Patriots. And is this Bill Belichick's final game as Jets or as Jets head coach, as Patriots head coach? I'm going to say no. Okay. I think that the I think they're going to give him a chance. They're going to draft a quarterback. Yep. And they're going to kind of give him a chance to see if they can kind of, you know, flush the last few years and restart it. I had to think about that for a bit, though. I will say no. I And honestly, when I first brought this question up, I was going to say yes. I was leaning that way, but. I'll say no. However, he will get stripped of GM title. He won't have control of roster. That will be the common ground thing in between if Bill wants to stay there, which I think he I think he does. I think he does. Then he's going to have to give up control over the roster. I don't know how much this is true because you see reports and all that, but I saw this report yesterday that apparently Bill wanted to keep Matt Patricia as offensive coordinator this year, but Robert Kraft was the one that kiboshed it. Said, well, good no. for you, Robert Kraft. <laughs> yeah. I do wonder... Does Josh Daniels come back and McDaniels, Josh McDaniels yeah. come back in some capacity now? Maybe. So, um, even if it is his last one, he ain't losing his last game as a Patriots head coach to the Jets. So, uh, Falcons at the Saints. I'm going to go with Saints. I'm going to go with Saints, too, uh, in, in this one. So, um, which wouldn't, yeah, yeah. Uh,. We'll get to the AFC South stuff here in a second. But uh, Jaguars at the Titans. Jaguars, remember, old preseason, a lot of yeah. people picked them as the one because of everybody else kind of beating up on each other. Yeah. And here we are, the Jaguars fighting to win the division. They've been scrapping and clawing. I will take the Jaguars, though. I'll be honest. I'm a little nervous. For yeah, that I, I don't feel super good about it, especially because, like I said, Tennessee's just one of those teams that it feels like on the right day they can beat anybody just with the way they play. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to take Jacksonville. Yep, I'll I'll take Jacksonville too, but I'm not confident in it. Seattle at Arizona. I will take Seattle. Yeah, I'm going to take Seattle in this one too. Uh, I'm going to save the Chicago and Green Bay one, but uh, Chiefs at the Chargers. I'm going to go Chiefs. I'll go Chiefs too, even though no Patrick Mahomes on that. Chargers are just kind of a mess right now. Right. Uh, Broncos at the Raiders. I'm going to go Raiders. Go Raiders too. I think Antonio Pierce has done a really good job, and I, I honestly, I think he should. I think he should get that job. I think he should. I but still have my doubts. I, I, I think he should, but I don't trust Mark Davis to save himself from himself. I agree. I agree. Eagles, Giants. 
Eagles. Even though they're playing really bad right now, I'll still go Eagles. Boy, how that changed the landscape of the NFC now. Uh, Rams at the 49ers in what might be the most boring game of the weekend. It might be. Um, I'm going to go Rams. <sighs> Who's the backup? Oh, Carson Wentz versus Sam Darnold. That's what yeah! this game is. <laughs> it's Carson Wentz, Sam Darnold. With that being said, so you're going Rams? I am. There's no way Carson Wentz is winning a football game, oh. so I'll go Sam Darnold and the 49ers. I just I Former can't. potential league MVP. Yeah. <laughs> versus the Lego Fireman. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Cowboys uh, versus the Commanders. Um, I will take Dallas. I'll take Dallas, too. Although I've got a feeling that game's going to start off really close, and Cowboys are going to panic, and Cowboys fans are going to panic for a hot minute. Ooh. Bills at the Dolphins. I, at the start of the year, I remember I picked the Bills to go to the Super Bowl. You did? I did. I picked Bills 49ers. I went with the Chris Berman special. Yep. Nobody. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to take Buffalo. Mm. All right. Okay. You're going Buffalo. I. By the way, I appreciated uh, Dan Patrick yesterday having both Dan Marino and Jim McKelly on at the same time. That was awesome. Thank you for that. Uh, I am going Dolphins. I think they bounce back and they get this win. So now the final game, not the of the weekend, but our picks: Bears at the Packers. Who you got? Because I know you can do it in the playoff machine, I kind of want to pick a tie. <laughs> but I'm not going to do it. I don't have that ability like uh, Hudson does to pick ties. That... Just if you were wondering, based off your picks, I did it for you. Uh, Seattle would be the seventh. Rams would be the sixth. Yep. So. Uh, I will take Green Bay, though. You're going to take Green Bay. I will take Green Bay. Which Okay. So then based off your picks, Green Bay would be the seventh seed. I'm going to pick Green Bay as well. Uh, and we do have different matchups hey, there in, we go. in our thing. Uh, so your playoff matchups, Brandon, Baltimore, bye. No big surprise. Your two-seeded Buffalo Bills <laughs> uh, will take on the Houston Texans Ooh. in a 2-7 matchup. Ooh. Uh, finally, because we didn't get it earlier in the season, Tyreek Hill makes his long-awaited reappearance at Kansas City. Dolphins at Kansas City, and then Cleveland visits visits Jacksonville. That's not a bad lineup. I could get on board with that lineup. Heck yeah. Uh, NFC side of things, 49ers would have the bye. Green Bay visits Dallas. The Matthew Stafford Bowl, the Rams at the Lions. And then Philly visits Tampa Bay. I have an intriguing playoff (laughs) schedule. I'm not not going to sugarcoat this. I like yours better than mine. I really don't want to see this, but I think it's going to happen. Um, based off my picks, Pittsburgh makes it again. <laughs> they would face the number two Miami. Then Houston still makes it, but they're a six seed, and they visit Kansas City. And then we have the same Cleveland versus Jacksonville. Um, San Francisco is my one. I got the Rams at Dallas. Then I have Green Bay at Detroit. And then Philly at Tampa. So... Little shout out to the old uh, Favre to Sharp playoff game there. So now here's the other part that Brandon and I are doing here for our picks and previews because we are just gluttons for punishment. Exactly, we're going to try to pick the the schedule 
of, of games here. Now, we were, as we've said many years, we always kind of make fun of it. It's that first Saturday wildcard game. It always seems like it's Texans or Raiders or Bengals, you know, in there. It's like kind of a poo-poo matchup, if you will. Not to say the games haven't been good, but they've been kind of like, at least on paper, maybe not the most glorious. However, does that change this year? Because game two of wildcard weekend is only streamed exclusively on Peacock. So do they flip-flop that knowing that the first game is going to be on NBC and Peacock, but game two is going to be exclusively on Peacock. This is according to NBCSports.com. So, with your matchups, Brandon, who do you got for, for game one in that game one slot? NBC. Can't so, have Baltimore, can't have San Francisco, obviously. Okay, so. so this is the Saturday night game. The first Saturday afternoon game. Oh, so is NBC... Is NBC... NBC has game one. And then Peacock has game two. Yeah, so game one is NBC and Peacock. Okay, and then game two is Peacock. Just Peacock, yeah. yes. I have got Rams at Detroit. For game one? For game one. Okay. You're going to go Rams and Detroit. That's a solid pick. I, I am going to go with... I am going to go with... Oh, I had no. I'll go Houston at Kansas City as my first one. It's my first one. Texans at Kansas City, game one. Game two. Game two. That's the Saturday night game. I'm going Jaguars Browns. That's where I wanted to go for mine too. Um, so I'll I'll stick with it, even though it's all. Can I have two AFC games? I can have two AFC games, right? It's, I think. I don't think that matters. Do they? They don't flip flop, do they? No. That's honestly who I was going to pick too. So we got the same one for for Peacock. Browns versus Jaguars. Yeah, baby. Uh, so then that means we've got three on Sunday. The first wild card game on Sunday. It says TBD here for, yeah. for the network right now. So. Yeah, because it, it depends. Yeah. yeah. My noon Sunday game is Chiefs-Dolphins. Okay. My noon Sunday one then will be Pittsburgh-Dolphins. I'll go that route. The Saturday afternoon. Sunday. Afternoon. Sunday afternoon, excuse me. The 3.30 game. I've got Packers Cowboys. Solid. That's what I would have picked if Packers would be in a seventh seed for me. But since I'm not, I have to go Packers Lions Sunday afternoon for for that one. Which means do we have the same Monday night game? Maybe. Let's see. Oh yeah, we got, sun- we Saturday, got Sunday, Sunday night. night. Yeah, Sunday night. What do you got? I got Eagles Buccaneers. I've got no. I've got uh, Rams and Cowboys. Gotcha. Sunday night. Which means my Monday night is Eagles Buccaneers. I, I almost did, but my Monday night then would be Bills Texans. Okay, I, those solid. two I went back and forth on a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, there you go, man. That's how we. Uh, that's how we have it played. We not only pick the games, we pick the order you're going to see them. <laughs> I'll be happy if I got one right. I'm I'm putting this in here because I'm putting it in my note because I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly more excited about this than I am, like, who makes it now? Yeah. I just want to, like... I got one more pick for you, though. Oh, okay. Because you're not going to be on Monday. Michigan or Washington? I'm going to go Washington. Ooh. I'm going to go Washington. Um, uh-huh. I, I've mentioned this on here before, but I'm in on Michael Penix. I want, even though I want Michael Penix in Minnesota. 
I will. I'm His draft it. stock's rising right now. It is. Now. It is. And look, he's not going to be in that Caleb Williams Drake mate tier because he. I mean, he has some warts to him. He's had some injuries. He has kind of a wonky delivery. He's a little bit older, but it's not like he's, you know, Jason White out there. You know what his delivery reminds me of a little bit? Phil Vince Bruce. Young. Oh, Vince Young. Philip Rivers the, is a good one, I would too. say that yeah. might not be the best for him. but um, <laughs> Just that shorter kind of flick of the right, wrist and delivery. It's, and, you, and it's weird because for as kind of wonky of a delivery it is, he's got a big arm. Mm-hmm. Like we, I mean, his deep ball is awesome. And, I, and the reason I, I connect him to Minnesota is a big reason is – we were talking about kind of Kevin O'Connell and, you know, the long developing routes. Now he wants to throw the ball down the field. To me, that's a good fit there for someone that does it. It's not the, obviously the offenses aren't the same, but I, I just think there's I, – I think there's things that you can connect them together with. And, mm-hmm. you know, Vikings, if they lose, will probably be picking around like 10th or 12th, yep. something like that. I mean, there's a way they could move up even higher, but they need, you know, everything to break right. Michael Penix is not going to be a top five pick, I don't think, unless he totally blows up the combine, which I'm not sure that's going to happen. Could it be an Anthony Richardson scenario though, too, where he just skyrockets up Could. a little bit? I think Jane. I think Jane Daniels might be more that guy though. Yeah, just that physical marvel. You like, know, I know we got a lot of time to talk draft, oh, and yeah, you I and I are this. But Caleb Williams and Drake Mays, you said tier. But then you've got the Jane Daniels, you got Michael Penix, and then Bo Nix. You Bo got Nix Bo Nix. You got JJ McCarthy, who yeah. might be in there somewhere too. Like there's going to and. People always talk about we're going to talk up quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, quarterbacks are always going to rise. Oh yeah. If they're for, like if you're a first round talent, you're going to go in the first round of your quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I liked what I saw out of Washington. Mm-hmm. Like to I think to be able to hold up as they did against that Texas front. But not a lot of people talk about it because obviously Michael Pence gets a lot of it. But that Washington offensive line is good. Mm-hmm. Like they kept him clean. Where is the title game off? Do you know Houston? Houston. Yeah. So it's kind of middle. So. It is like it's. Yeah. It would have been a little bit different if it was. Te- I mean, if it was Texas, there. My goodness. Yeah. I mean, the Sugar Bowl was already all burnt orange, but. Yeah. I I'm gonna go Michigan. Okay. I'm gonna go Michigan in mine. All right. So there you got it. That's our episode of the Man Cave Podcast. Again, brought to you by High V and Toyson Ford. Big thanks as always for checking us out, and don't forget to. Follow and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to the Man Cave Podcast. If you could be a be a friend, rate it and review it. Rate it and review it. Five star rating, positive review, so others can find the podcast. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the games. We're going to talk some playoff football next week, baby. End of the regular season is here. Until next time, I'm Dan Casper. Thanks for tuning in to the Man Cave Podcast.